about Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know Spending time all alone Sending my songs to the phone Dreaming of a better home Wing while focused on trying to hone This craft Witchcraft I hope the brujas Let this last that was a great sounds Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island raised, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. EZ Blues, you are better with topics more than me. What are we talking about today? Well, here's, here's one of the, the most incredible things in the world. And, and, and we've seen it going on forever and ever and ever. But only really right now has it become super califragipoisonistic. Um, it's toxic fandom, you know, when, when you can love somebody and, and look, you, you, I, I, I will go to bat for Beyonce, but I'm not throwing blows, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, let's be real. She's got an incredible voice. I'm very happy that she's married, but then I'm done. Um, you know, but you have now this, this toxic fandom that like boils up, you know, it, it used to be bad when, when it was just teams. Oh man. We, we, we didn't make it to the playoffs this year. What? We? You weren't on the field. Let's be real. All right? But now, it's like, oh. And there's the toxic and gatekeeping within the, the, the industries are even worse. Because you have, like, Star Wars fans that hate Star Wars fans. Because they liked one movie better than the other. It's poison. I don't understand it. What do you think, sir? What do you think? So, too much. Too much is. Uh, too much will get to your head. Is that what you're trying to say? Kind of, sorta. I got you. I, I think you can love anything, but when it becomes a personality trait, that's yeah. a problem. You know. It can be. I mean, look at all these sports games with um, random people just fighting each other because their team lost. I mean, in these big cities like Boston, Chicago, Detroit, um, Houston, just to name a couple examples of, you know, if something doesn't go their way, you know, they're breaking buildings and they're treated like something drastic happened when it's just a sports game. You know, um, people take a lot of stuff to heart and especially when it comes to their vice something that's like outside of their element when it comes to, you know, fantasy like Star Wars or, you know, even something as meanless as a sports game. People will take it too much to heart and pride. And, you know, I think they're wasting a lot of their time, which in my opinion, time is money and just killing themselves over it. They're killing, they're killing themselves over nonsense. And it's just something that just needs to be stopped. But in my opinion, it's never going to stop. It's just going to be a generation after generation after generation, unfortunately, because people take a lot of stuff too much to heart, you know? Mm-hmm. No, it, 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 that actually makes sense. And it's, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really think about it, like where it's going to project. Like usually I'll take a look and, you know, we, we say it on the show all the time. It's not about the pebble that hits. It's about all the waves and yeah. the way that, you know, those waves get bigger and bigger. I can only imagine what it's going to be like 20, 30 years. I mean, like, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. You can't like scroll through the internet yeah. and make a single comment mm-hmm. like, I don't know, something factual, like Tom McDonald can't stay on beat without some dude who just wants to come through and catch these hands because you hurt the feelings of the artist that 
not paying you. They're, they're not paying you. In fact, you're paying to be friends with them. And if they can't defend themselves, they'll make a group on the internet with a whole bunch of hate bashing a certain type of community or a certain type of person. You know, it still will continue any sort of way. Mm -hmm. The hate will just adjust. It's never on its deathbed, which is sad. And, and look, man, you, you and I are, are we, we are, we are card carrying members of the professional wrestling. We love professional wrestling types of people. Um, people take that to heart all the time. Oh yeah. I, so so yeah, much so that show. like, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's, it's just a show. It's just entertainment. Right. You know, the more companies that are out there, the more opportunities are out there for, for the, for the, the wrestlers. It, to me, that makes sense because if I look at the industry as a whole, mm -hmm. but there are some people who are like, uh, I would never uh, turn my TV on on Wednesday because WWE does not have a show on on Wednesday, and I can only watch a WWE. So I do not. I don't even walk into my living room on Wednesday. No, because I can't look at my TV. Now, as I put my hand up, do you, as an independent musician doing shows throughout the state, especially mm -hmm. Southern Connecticut and New Haven County, do you get that same amount of toxicity? that you do just even performing a bunch, even against performing in front of like at least 10 people, if I can barely speak. I will say that I love CT. I love CT's okay. audience, but CT has a special type of toxic fandom that right. I do think is really funny. And the fact that I'm combative by nature and like not all there in the head, when yeah. I have the microphone, it's even more fun, but y'all will fight over pizza. It is funny <laughs> to me. Like, it is hysterical. Like, if you mention, like, modern is better than Sally, someone's going to cut you. Um, so, but then you have these incredible bands that look at that as, like, the folklore of the town and stuff. And, uh, yeah. like, uh, Sergeant Skaggs, which is, uh, they've got a release show coming up uh, in July at, yeah. uh, at the ballroom. Right. And uh, with our good friends, keep flying. But we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, they will actually give the crowd um, foam swords and they will ask who's a fan of this pizza place and who's a fan of this pizza place and it's like when the beat drops everyone take the foam swords and battle each other mm. that is a fun way to go about it because at the end of the day it's ridiculous and you're going to fight someone over pizza yeah. you know what I mean like for real, like not not to be that like that guy, but um, there are literally people in this country starving. There are literally people That's in true. Connecticut starving, and y'all are gonna fight over pizza. Like what? Like one, what are you doing in your life that is that you're so successful that your biggest care is pizza? I'd like to know. I want to study it, or I want to maybe rob you. I'm just saying, like you know, be real. Well, I'm going to I'm going to plead guilty because uh, I am a New Haven faithful when it comes to my pizza. I will defend the city. I'm not going to defend a certain type of place, but I will defend my city when it comes to uh, my beloved pie. I will do that. That's a fact. Well, and, and see that that again to, to me is not as, as bad it, it, because you're defending your city and whatever. And, you know, New York versus Chicago versus whatever. It's do you like to eat it? Um, I will sometimes pick a side just to tick off the other person because it's fun for me. Right. I need to entertain myself on a regular basis. That's why I had to get digits 
that are katana blades. You know what I mean? Like it's, I need, I need, first of all, I need adult supervision on a regular basis. I don't get that. So I need to be able to entertain my mind as much as possible. So I will, mm-hmm. I will say things on purpose. Um, I remember when we did uh, L's, um, L's party, I got to sit on the panel and right. uh, one of the, one of the questions was what's the best pizza, you know, in New Haven. And I knew you were at the door. So I, I wrote Elio's. Um, <laughs> and, and like clockwork, you hear, you hear Christie's going, that mother, we can't say the rest of it on, on air. But right. like, it's, that's fun to me. Like, those are the fun moments. And also, like, again, I hope you know I really don't care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I know all right, word, word. It's just fun. Just and it's buttons. really fun. It's yeah, fun. it's, you know, it's always within that, that avenue. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just, to me, there are other things we could be focusing on. Like, again, I love how you brought up earlier in the segment, time is money. Right. And, and your energy and there are, dude, there are energy vampires in the world that will just suck the life out of you. Some of you are listening on your lunch break of your energy vampire and we get it. We understand. Um, you know, hopefully you're listening, taking some notes and going to build something different. You know, right. when you go out and you, li- I guess, I think that might be what it is, man. You know, I, I, we all stop living our own dreams. Mm-hmm. So now we have to live vicariously through these teams, through these musicians, mm-hmm. through these, you know, uh, movies, through these books, because we stop living our own dream. So how do we, Right. As as two people that have a platform such as this, um, how do we continue to go out there and, and try to help motivate people? Because now now I'm looking at it as a problem and a solution. So we're going to go we're going to take a left turn. And how can we be better at helping those that are listening? I don't know if we can. Oh, I don't know if we can. Um, my name is uh, Preston. My name is not Jesus. I can't save everybody. <laughs> so. I don't know if I can say everybody. Everybody has different opinions. Everybody has different views of how they see things. I mean, if we all thought the same, this world would be incredibly boring. Um, some people will watch the show, and in a particular guest that we have on, just bash on that Tyler guest and that whole entire sub that we provide for that guest. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. We can't save everybody when it comes to their opinions, especially like if someone wants to break something because they're mad about what you said on the radio or what you said on Facebook video, you can't help that at all. So in my opinion, um, I can't stop anything. I Mm -hmm. am not the problem nor the solution. I can't prevent people from what they do, you know, especially Mm -hmm. when we have all these in crazy keyboard warriors out there who will type a crazy thing. I mean, you can have a complete, um, great story from the new haven independent and then you look at the comic section comment section not comic section comment section i can speak and you get all this hate just off an unbiased report that a great reporter does so Mm -hmm. you really can't stop this at all i feel i'm not the problem i'm not the solution i'm just a person expressing myself and giving my art to the world that's how i feel that was beautiful. And yeah, the comment sections are just, yeah, 
I mean, I some you people stop it. You really yeah, can't stop it. Some people live and die by those comment sections. Um, yeah, I, I, you know? I had to adapt, especially exactly. uh, becoming more of a out and about personality. Mm-hmm. I had to really adapt not to look in the comment sections. You know, uh, it could be the nicest thing in the world. It. Yeah, you, your you mental could, health you could will be, be crazy. Cutting, yeah, cutting a ribbon for a grand opening of some sort of whatever, and 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 who they say some things. You know, and I get it, but that's that's kind of that was kind of my point though. I'm not saying we're gonna attack the problem as per you know, show these people this is bad, and we're gonna stand up to them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying what we do here, right, is we help show people there is another way other than just yeah. doing the, the everyday in particular. Mm-hmm. So we're giving this, you know, we're 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 talking about and showing how your next door neighbor can go and accomplish what they want to accomplish in, the, in their dream. We're not looking at it as, as you know, uh, the Walton's version of it. We're mm-hmm. looking at it as the corner store version, right? And that's that's the stories we tell here. On so, WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime who's expressing his opinion, Easy Blues. Go right ahead. Ooh, you are smoother than baby things. Um, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> dang, sir. God dang, that was amazing. Um, but no, that, that's the thing is, is you know, I think we should highlight, definitely continue what we're doing, highlight more, maybe take on a couple more platforms where yeah. we are we are showing that your dream doesn't have to die. No, because again, that's that's what I think it is. Is is a lot of people are just kind of dead inside. Yeah. Um, you know, as per they're just stuck in the existence where they're at. Now, that doesn't mean you automatically jump out of a situation or anything like that. Build yourself, you know, do the right thing. Learn everything you can from the environment you're in. Uh, but as long as you're evolving, you know, they, they, they said it in the military, complacency equals death. And if you are just at a point in your life where you're just complacent, you're dead. You know, and, and the reason why they say it in the, in the military is because it's very true. Because mm-hmm. say you're sitting in the gunner position um, and, and you're, you're heading into a town. The gunner position, for those who don't know, it's the dude that sits on top of you know, you're You're in a seat like in the roof and you, you have a gun there. And if you have your Kevlar, your helmet, where it's supposed to be, you can't get shot in the head. But you're on you know day 100. It's 130 degrees outside. You're yeah. bored as hell. You, you know, you've done this trip. 13 times a day it's one it's two o'clock in the afternoon or 1400 and you just want to stop the sweat from going in your eyes so you push your helmet up just a little bit because you got complacent and that's when that sniper has that little hole right there and you put one between your eyes and you're done mm. that was that was the that, that was the biggest lesson i took out of the military it's complacency equals death. So if you are complacent where you are in life right now, you are dead. Go out there, get scared, grow, build, do something different. As long as it's within, you know, you the proper legal life. terms. You left the whole group mostly thinking the same and then you get out on your own. Mm-hmm. How were you mentally when you, when you got out the army? It had to be um, it's different from like how were you personally um i <laughs> you have to get going I, detail yeah well here, here, here's here's the thing 
uh-huh. with me, I'm I'm lucky to be me anywhere. You know, yeah. I I was I was kind of sort of the same person in the military mm-hmm. that I I was uh, that I am right now, as per I speak my mind. Of course, but mm-hmm. in the military, I learned you completely can speak your mind as long as all of your stuff is squared away. Right. My uniform was always on point. My room was always on point. You know, I was always first uh, at formation. I was always one of the first people to volunteer for a job. So I earned the right to say things. Okay. Um, but it, it, that's just kind of my nature. But yeah, no, it, it is. A lot of people and, and some people might give me some flack for this. Um, but when you first get out of the military, it's almost exactly like when you first got out of prison. Right. Because both situations, you are institutionalized. Mm-hmm. Um, you're given a strict schedule to go by. You know, right. you have these different things. Now, obviously, when you're out of the training portion of mm-hmm. um, of the military, there's more freedom there. Right. Um, but in especially in the, in the training aspect of it, you know, you, you've got to be where you've got to be where you've got to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you become very institutionalized. Um, and you start, you know, everything needs to go in this certain way, di- different aspects from there to there. there. Um, so then, and, and I, guess I lost a lot of my compassion when I was in the military. Um, right. But I also had this incredible gift because while leaving the military, I wound up getting custody of, of my two little guys. And they mm-hmm. were three and a half at the time. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And I didn't necessarily have the same type of... Um, Egg and stuff with other people in the military. It is what it mm-hmm. is. Um, so I had to learn my humanity back, like by taking care of things that actually needed to be taken care of. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that's why you'll see a lot of, of like therapy dogs and different things like that because right. that does help. You know, um, one of the one of the key points when I realized actually, it was, it was I was two years, three years, three years removed from being in the, in the military. We were actually already in New Haven and uh, we were walking and one of the little guys fell and scraped his knee and like he started to get kind of upset. And I just looked at him and I was like, it's all right. Chicks dig scars, which is something, you know, the the massively toxic masculinity aspect of the military is is about like, that's just another thing. You know, it's a trophy. Right. Um, And then I realized this is a child. (laughs) <laughs> that just that just scraped its knee you know um and I, you know so i had to like actually be like oh my gosh are you okay but i remember that's that's like the first time my brain actually switched um you know and and i think i thank you know whoever you want to thank uh every single day that that happened you know me getting them and stuff because i don't know man i th- there was a point i thought i was going to go career um because it was easy not easy as per, you know, oh, all of this physical stuff or anything like that. Military is a very tough job. It was easy for me because it gave me an excuse to shut my brain off. I didn't have to think in the military. They taught me, they told me what foot to put down and when. I could, I could live on autopilot. That is dope. That is dope. My liver, though, is also super, super happy that I'm no longer in the military. Because, yeah. Stuff we can't yeah. say already, I understand. Woo! I guess there was, I guess across you. the street from the barracks in mm. Georgia was Bowling Alley with a bar. It was walking distance. It was walking distance. 
and I was ordnance on a signal base. So we looked like we 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 looked like we were in the trailer park. And man, nothing looked more trailer park than the fact that there was a bowling alley and <laughs> just watching us stumble back. Oof, it was bad. Oh, so bad. Oh, oh I miss those times so much. Oh. <laughs> That'll be a lot of different views from the army too. Was there any toxic fandom in there? Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, it's it's, it's really you got a lot of parties, not just two. You know, right, right, right. No, but well, that's that's the one thing that I have to say. Mm. Um, that I really truly appreciated about the army. Again, it told you what to think and when. Yeah. Um, you are employed by the president of the United States of America. No matter who that president is, that is your boss. Mm. In and in public, you do not have an opinion about what is going on and who is that person or anything like that because your representation of the aspect. Uh, I remember coming on, going on um, a leave, and uh, there we there was some stuff going on. Uh, I believe. Uh, we had ju- we had just killed uh, well not we, we the the military had just killed um, Osama bin Laden mm. and I was going back for holiday uh, exodus and there were reporters just all over trying to get your opinion on on everything and asking those questions and we were literally given like a script like this is what you can and cannot talk about because it's your job like you know no other that's your job. You know, and and you did for the military, you signed a contract that, that said they own your word. I can't say on air. You right. know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. You know, I I knew exactly how much I was worth um, in, in the military because I knew what my life was worth. Um, and. You know, I, I say it all the time. I went in there kind of hurting and I went in there kind of broken to begin with. Um, and it was the most fiscally responsible way to commit suicide. Mm. Because if uh, I died in, in war, my kids would get a half million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Made sense to me. Um, I didn't necessarily want to be around anymore. Um, and, you know, dad dying in a bar is, is horrible. But dad dying as a war hero, that's the story. Like, that's... That's what you want to bring back, bro. Um, so that's how broken your brain can get, just so you all know. Uh, that is not the right way to think of things. Don't do it. If you feel that that was a good idea, there's a hotline you should call. Uh, it's a 1-800-HOTLINE, suicide prevention. But, you know, we are. it is still Men's Mental Health uh, Month, so we're within the parameters of, of being able to say it. But that's that was a very – that was a real reality for me. Like, there was no – I, when I say I was going to be a lifer, I was going to be a lifer. I was either going to like turn my entire soul into military or I was living that Bon Jovi song, bro, and going out in a blaze of glory, man. I'm just saying, you know, um, cause, but also kind of like, that's how we grew up though. Like, honestly, like, you know, you watch, I watched the 18, the 18 was a bit, I like, that's what I wanted to do. You know, I, play GI Joe's nonstop. Like that was everything out there. If you look at a lot of the, those like nineties um, action movies, you know, all those Arnold Schwarzenegger's get to the chopper, you know, all that stuff, man, that, that just jazzed you up, bro. And that made you want to go and do this kind of stuff. At least it did for me. 
because I guess I'm super impressionable. Um, but, you know, so it was just like, this is what it is. This is what it's going to go. And, and then I also got really into like Sun Tzu and Miramoto Musashi and, you know, a lot more like the, the, the full warrior culture. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, this is this is definitely how, you know, you want to go out. I mean, honestly, you 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 want a movie that like. You know, you were super broken, and but also I don't I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I remember watching Showdown in Little, to- Little Tokyo, which had Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee in it. This is an absolute horrible movie, but there is a scene in there where they're eating sushi off naked women. So you're definitely going to want to watch it just for that scene. But Dolph Lundgren and, 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 uh, and Jason Lee are in a buddy cop movie, right? That's just, none of this sounds good, <laughs> okay? Um, and, uh, you know, Jason Lee is talking about, you know, his character is bicultural, um, is biracial. So, you know, his mom wanted to make sure that, you know, he had uh, still a connection to you know his culture so she got him involved in martial arts and -hmm. she gave him the choice she's like you can do martial arts or you can do flower arranging and he tells this to Dolph Lundgren and uh Dolph kind of looks at him funny and and, uh so Brandon Lee goes oh is that uh you did the flower arranging too didn't you he's like Mm -hmm. yes because to be a well-balanced warrior you need to create as much as you destroy and that's something that always sat with me and that's you know and that's i guess one of the reasons why you know i've i've done the damage i've done in life right now i'm at at this point where i'm trying to create as much as possible and whether that be creating opportunities for myself for for the show for for creating musically creating you know spoken word pieces or anything like that i'm just creating as much as possible because i'm trying to, to to put that balance i know what it's like to be someone and, that's destroyed. And from knowing what it's like and from being a creator to yourself, I don't want to parts too no. away from the topic that we got right now. What? But, um, how does how do these creators respond to uh, this toxicity? Um, how, because there's so much in so different ways. Well, I, there, there, there's, there's a couple ways to respond to it. One, um, stay out of the comment section. But the problem with that, though, especially if you are uh, an internet creator who's out there right now, Right. Um, the more comments you have, mm-hmm. the further you're pushed in the algorithm algorithm. Right. Um, so, and the more engagement you have, mm-hmm. you can actually wind up making more money off of this. And this is mm-hmm. ways you can go viral as per, you know, massaging the algorithm as much as possible. Um, and to massage that algorithm, you have to put in just as much as you're getting out. So you have to comment back. You have to go back and forth with it. So it, it almost becomes this, this, this give take, this push, this push give. Um, I have actually ended a lot of, um, because people get mad, um, I've ended a lot of, of arguments online with the, hey man, I know you hate my guts and that's awesome, but I just wanted to thank you because you pushed me further into the algorithm. And uh, you know now you're gonna see me more. Um, and that kind of really annoys them. Uh, and then, and then that kind of ends ends the conversation. But you really you have to be careful and take as many mental health breaks as possible. And especially like it's bad, like it's like bad, bad. Um, you know, we we can joke around about it, like oh yeah, so someone's gonna come to, the, to my house and gonna get popped in the mouth. 
No, like I know creators that get death threats. I know creators that have had their their address leaked, um, their phone number leaked. Um, I know creators that have gotten like pictures of their kids going to school. Yeah. Um, and 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 it's it's bad. It's bad. And and the the weirdest part about it, and, and here here here's where here's where the internet's gonna cut out on me real quick because I'm about to speak the truth. Um, the weirdest part about it is the most violence is spoken from the people who are supposed to be the most loving, yeah. who are supposed to be the most understanding, yeah. and are supposed to be the most non-judgmental. Yeah. You know, we, we have this this, you know, in I guess going full circle, we have this severe problem in this country right now um you know with toxic fandom Mm -hmm. toxic fandom is gross especially now when you break it down into a political aspect especially now when you line between it between healthy Mm -hmm. fandom and Mm -hmm. toxic fandom what was this between it well healthy fandom it's It doesn't okay become a part of your personality. Yeah. Well, it doesn't become a part of your personality. Mm. You know what I mean? It it it's you know healthy fandom. I have the rebels uh, thing tattooed on my hand, not mm. because like I'm gonna curse out every director from the Star Wars and you have to make my vision or not. No, because it was an important movie in my life, and it's it it's it would influence me in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I give two squirts of anything about the next thing that's going to come out? Not really. I'm going to see it and I'm going to be honest about it. You know, that's one of the things. Uh, hello? Yeah, I told you. It's going to cut out on me. Told you. I warned you. But that's one of the things like I love about our dynamic is we're both extremely honest about things. Like you you went to go see a big, big budget movie uh, recently and we won't even say what it is. You went to go see it. And you right. said, yeah, no, you know, and you messaged me, you're like, yeah, I saw it. It was all right. Just wait for it to come on max. You'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Cool. I'm going to take you at that aspect of it, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you also know me. I will bitch, want to complain if I spent, uh, you know. <laughs> you will complain. Um, go I, ahead. You will complain. Go ahead. Dollars. You would definitely complain. <laughs> <laughs> if I spent $15 to see a flaming pile of garbage. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, but that's the other thing is I, I'm then going to make it about the experience because right. I have been to some bad movies that mm-hmm. I have made better because I've just started saying things. Like, I remember going to see Legally Blonde in right. the theater and, and something really stupid was said on, on the screen and mm-hmm. you just hear me in the crowd go, oh, don't, and I whack myself in the forehead and the entire theater erupts in laughter. And they had a great time because, you know, I was saying, you know, I said, and then, you know, when you encourage me, I'm going to say something. But again, there's also that fine line as well, because there's a fine line from entertainment and offensiveness. You know, um, I remember when my little brother and I went to go see a movie and my little brother was very much cut from a similar cloth of of me. Um, Our mom used to tell us all the time, the biggest mistake she ever did was teach us how to speak our minds. Uh, cause we did often. Um, so, you know, we're, we're sitting there, um, and people were making noise while we're trying to enjoy a movie. And both my little brother and I are getting annoyed about this. Finally, my, my brother gets so mad. He jumps up, turns around 
mm-hmm. and then it sits back down real quick. Wow. I was like, I was like, what's the matter, dude? Are they are they big or something? He's like, nope. I'm like, what happened? He's like, they're um, they're uh, you know, they're 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 slow. Well, I don't think we're that slow on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building. Is every significantly popular thing due to Toxic Panda because of a sheer number of fans, you believe? Um, yeah, but it also could be the marketing aspect of it. And and again, yeah. you know, a lot I, I think a lot more today has things to do with it being on the internet because it is so it is so easy and quick to throw up your opinion on something you know whether you have all the information or not you can you can be as and at some point be as crazy as possible to some people who don't deserve that at all um you know you know you can feel a certain type of way and and for the creatives that are out there being toxic and there are a bunch of creatives that are out there being toxic i'm not going to say they're not um mm-hmm. focus on your art Focus on your art. Don't be upset that you know you're not getting the funding, and other people are getting the funding. Maybe honestly, your art's just not that good this time. Go make better art. Go be bulletproof. I say this all the time. You be bulletproof. The reason why I could say what I needed to say in the military is because my uniform was squared away. I was bulletproof, so I had a voice. You know, mm-hmm. is your art bulletproof? Is your product bulletproof? Because if it is, then there will be success there. And I think, you know, we need to constantly continue to go back and forth and, and um, always fine tuning our stuff to make sure we are bulletproof. Because, you know, as, as humans, there's no, no such thing as perfection as humans. You know, there's, oh, we, we can always improve something, tweak something, move something here. Um, you know, we are so flawed as a species and yes we are just a species folks we're really not that important we're just a species on this planet um we're so flawed as a species we had to invent an eraser and i think we forget that a lot you know we had to we had to come up with with, with an idea to make sure that we could correct ourselves that's how flawed we are <laughs> you know people have made money off of that you know what i'm saying like yeah. we should own that we should own that like i go out all the time and I, I'm, I'm, I own my, my quirks and my, my whatever. And since doing that and, and admitting how odd I am as a human, um, I'm starting to live a happier existence, a mm-hmm. much happier existence, you know, because I, I don't have those same type of things you're holding on to. You know, you, you're, you're supposed to make mistakes. You're supposed to scrape your knee. You're, you're supposed to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Um, but you're also supposed to learn from all those situations. You know, I, I remember, I remember during, during the pandemic when, when everything, you know, went to all heck. Um, and, and I was just checking up on, on some of my friends, um, cause I was worried, you know, I didn't know what else to do. I felt so powerless. I, and that was, it's a new feeling for me. Uh, it's not, you know, um, and somebody actually called me out on it and was like, oh, are you just checking on me because, you know, I'm a person of color? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess we weren't that good of friends. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I had to take a second. I was like, wow, I, you're right. You want to know something? You're, you're, you're not wrong. How can I be a better friend? 
how can I grow and be better? Because, you know, you're super hurting right now. Right. And you still, you know, and, and I couldn't comfort you in that, that type of aspect. So I'm not a good enough person. How can right. I be better? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do that a lot. Like I, I sit there and I'll, I'll, I'll try to grow a lot and, and, you know, living the life that I live, you know, um, being as accepting as I am for all types of communities. Um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time recorrecting, relearning and growing, um, you know, but I own it. I own it. I own it hundred percent. Like I'm, I, I will be, I will be dead honest with you. I'm the dude that read the book. The book of the word that I will never say, um, and and I will never say it because of my respect for culture, but also because right. of that book. Because if you read that book and you don't feel sick to your stomach, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you, man. Like I like you know, go get and take some meds, man. It's and that's fine. There are meds for you, you know. But uh, that book, whoo, that book, whoo. Um, and I guess was the, the, the glory of, of working at a bookstore is I could just take the book out and read it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, whew. but you have to be open. Like, I'm always open to being, feeling a little bit uncomfortable, you know, and, and that's the good way to get away from like the, the toxicity of things is, you know, I, it comes to the point where this is the place where you feel most secure. This is, this is the place where you feel most comfortable. So, you know, I'm gonna hold on to this because the rest of the world can burn. Uh, but, but, you know, but Han shot first. And that was what's important because no matter what, you know, I, dude, dude, I'm fighting so hard that Han shot first because you, you, gotta, you gotta understand, it represents who I am, man. And, and I can't pay my bills right now, but I'm really secure in this one movie. We gotta think about this. Think of someone starting out. Um, mm-hmm. I know we talked about uh, just different similarities and different, you know, uh, situations in life. But think of someone starting out their art form and just um, promote it out there for the very first time. It could be that very first fan or not even fan. We can't even say fan because they're starting out. But uh, that very first spectator just um, looking at their platform or looking at their mm-hmm. artwork for the very first time and their first reactions could be negative reactions that can mm-hmm. kill their momentum and kill their motivation and tell them you know to not move on what are some words you can say to uh make that certain type of individual or individuals push forward well there's this there's this incredible thing that that happened it actually got proven um Mm. there's a statement in in entertainment no press is bad press right um and and it's it's very very true and the reason why i can say it was proven um there's the band from from Boston known as Aerosmith. You know, everyone knows Aerosmith. They've got some songs. It is what it is. Um, when they were first playing clubs in Boston, they weren't really drawing very hard. And then they got their first review. And the review was horrible. Like literally said, the worst band I have ever seen. This is absolutely ridiculous. And that article made them a sensation. So the next show, everyone wanted to go see the worst band ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, that's what got them a record deal because they, no press is bad press. They were able to capitalize on that moment. Um, you know, as per the motivation, that's got to be within you. You've got to know. You've got to be your biggest fan. 100% of the time, you've got to be your biggest fan. You know, you've got to look at it. And that's, that's like one of the reasons why 
you know, we have these split personalities, right? Where we have the, you know, Easy Blues or, you know, the government name is Easy Blues can do anything. Easy Blues is a superhero. Um, you know, right. Easy Blues is, is, is storming down the streets of New Haven, you know, making it better for everybody. The government name is the one that has to stay in his bed for a little bit too long because the world is really scary out there, you know? Um, so you have to, you have to be your biggest fan. Um, and if you can't be the, your biggest fan of you as a human being, be the biggest fan of the art that you're creating. Mm. Um, you know, because that's, because one, that's also saving you in your dark time. True. You know, definitely and, and yeah. And, and, and two, if you don't like your stuff, no one's going to like it. One of the reasons why people love to come see me play is because I'm having fun on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you have fun, other people are going to want to have fun. You know, one of the reasons people love coming on the show is your energy is ridiculous. I'm having fun. <laughs> I, I, could do, I could be breaking bricks right now. You know what I mean? Like I could, I could be doing DoorDash right now and being cursed at. But I'm having fun. Like, you know. And and also understand that success is not MTV Cribs, man. That is that is that is the end super end goal of of the perfect Scooby Doo ending. You know, success is being able to do your art every single day, and to be able to 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 build a life off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I remember being twelve years old and listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. And understanding that, and and whatever, I was a lonely kid. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. My only friends were in the radio, mm-hmm. and I couldn't wait to grow up where I could hang out with my friends that were in the radio. And I am currently living a life where I hang out with a ton of musicians that make incredible music that I can throw on my playlist at all times, um, and I can call them at any point in time. They could be on a tour right now, and you know, would still message me to check on see how I'm doing. Cause that's real. They were friends. Um, so I accomplished what I, what that, like that 12 year old kid is super gassed right now. And, and, and I forget that kid sometimes because I don't, I look at it. I'm like, yo, it's, it's not the scale that I want. Like I'm not partying with Eddie Vedder. I fail. But dude, you, you just got pizza with Chesky. You know what I mean? Like you home, like, you know, you, you just, you just got to, got a hug from Mark Lyon. You know, you just talk music theory uh, with, with Walker and, and, and Mike, you know, the, that's that's dope. It is you know? dope. But what's not dope is we're closing out very soon. Um, easily. Any final thoughts on this topic that we discussed today? You can't take life too seriously. Honestly, right. that's really what it comes down to. Whether, whether it be the thing that you love. I'm not saying don't love something. I'm saying love it. Love it with your whole heart. Don't make it part of your personality. And, and for the creatives that are out there and, and, and navigating it, massage the algorithm, use the negative to get as far as you can, but then also take mental health breaks. Understand that, that, that these people aren't actually mad at you. Um, they're just mad. And if they have, they, in their head, they have a justifiable reason to be mad. Um, and if you can find that original point of hurt and try to help them at that point, but more power to you. But uh, also kick rocks, um, you know, it's cool. I am. I am not. As the amazing Miles Bolin uh, has stated, I am not for everyone, and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Not everyone has to like me. I love that. Oh, it's so freeing. It's so freeing. It's so freeing. 
So yeah, be you. Uh, They'll adjust. They will adjust on on def, on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, E Z Blues is in the building. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Spending time all alone, sending my songs to the phone, dreaming of a better home, when while focused on trying to hone this craft, witchcraft. I hope the Bruhas let this last. I don't know.